Evelyn Fox was at that meeting, and for her, this issue is deeply personal because her son Kissinger was taken from her at just age 26. Of course, uh, he was shot and killed in almost the exact same location of Liberty Village where bullets flew this weekend. And his murder remains unsolved to this day, which is now three years. Evelyn joins us now. Thank you for that. I have to think that whenever you hear about the gun crime, and we've talked about it before, um, it has a real impact on you as a mother uh, who has suffered the consequences of violent crime. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's extremely triggering to hear about other shootings and other victims. What does it do? Is there, I mean, obviously there's some kind of post-traumatic stress that goes along with this, but take us through so that people have an understanding. You know, you're living with the grief of an unsolved murder of a child taken from you by gun crime. He was at the time helping someone who had gotten caught, I think, in a fight. And, uh, you know, so for you, you relive this every time a shooting takes place? That's right. So, like, for instance, just with this past weekend, as soon as I saw the news flash saying there was a shooting at Liberty Village, my heart just sunk. And when I saw that it was at the very same club that he was shot outside of, like all the um, the whole scenario of my son being shot and, you know, my pound, the pounding on my door at 4.30 in the morning from my family members coming to get me to bring me to the hospital and tell me that he was shot, like right from the beginning, straight to the end when I watched him take his last breath, it just cycles in my mind over and over and over again all day long. And all it does is like my anxiety gets extremely high to the point where like I I feel like I'm going to vomit. Like it's just, it, it controls every aspect of your mental and physical being. And yet um, the headline fades away and you're left to uh, sit with your grief as with your daughter and her kids. Um, And then we wait till the next headline and the next headline and they just keep coming. And then I want to know your reaction because I know you're very involved with trying to find a solution to this. But I also know you're very frustrated because every time this happens, we get the same talking points, the same, you know, Toronto, the good. This is not our city. And, you know, you just have to stay in this in the safe spaces. Mm -hmm. And your reaction to that. What is a safe space? Who's, who's, what space is safe? We have seen shootings right into Bridal Pass. Where is there a safe space? Like, I mean, yes, it might be safe for some, but it certainly isn't safe for all. And there are people who have to deal with this on a regular basis. They do not feel safe. I am so tired of hearing Toronto's a safe city. Toronto's a safe city. But you know what? If you go into these 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 areas where they're impacted all the time, I can tell you that those citizens do not feel safe. When people are asking um, John Tory and Chief Saunders that saying they don't feel safe, what are you gonna do? Oh well the city is still a safe city. You're you're basically telling them that they have no valid reason for the way that they feel. You can't tell them how they should feel when they feel like they've been impacted in some way. Like whether or not you are directly impacted in terms of the person you know being shot, just witnessing that act and in such an open space, there's hundreds of people, thousands of people who are impacted by these occurrences and they don't feel safe. They need to acknowledge 
that they do not feel safe. And so you were at this um, community meeting last night in the area of Jane and Finch. Uh, you were one of the many people, including the woman who is the mother of that 16-year-old boy who was killed uh, last week. You know, she was there basically, I think, saying what a lot of people are saying is, well, where are we supposed to go if we can't be safe in the buildings and homes that we live in? Where would right. you like us to go? And I got the sense there's a great deal of anger. Do you feel anything came out of that meeting last night? Um... No, I don't. I like I, I, I think that Mark Saunders or Chief Saunders, um, I think he heard what the residents were saying in terms of the way that the the police should be interacting with the community. So, like, I mean that they they need to hear that. Like, we have a officer called Randy Arsenal yep. who is in Forty Three Division who exemplifies. Right what it is to be a community officer. Like, he honestly should, should be in Mornell Court training everybody in that community before they go on to a different community for their posting because he is just amazing. And w- but as I walked past, even to get to this meeting, I saw three bike cops in the same remote area, maybe 10, 15 feet away from a group of people that were sitting around a table and they were kind of in like a little huddle talking to each other, but not even engaging with the residents. And I, you know, like if you, if you want to be taken seriously in that community, you have to be able to engage with that community and make them feel as though you're not judging them. You're not there to police them. You're there to protect them. So I think that um, Chief Saunders heard that from the residents. <clears throat> The overall, I mean, we hear the same things over and over and over again. Right. Yes, we'll put we'll put cameras in. Yes, we'll do this. Yes, we'll do that. They might put a few cameras in, but do the cameras work? How long will those cameras be working for? Right, until the next shooting. So, you know, it, it's a multi-pronged approach. It can't just be one thing. you got to get mm-hmm. the communities built. You've got to get the community to take pride in, in their community, and you've got to right. make the area safe. But... You know, without question, the data tells us that they have to go tougher on gangs. And I, 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 you know, we're at a point where we just don't even have an honest conversation about the fact that it's a gang and gun problem. If we can't admit there's a problem, Evelyn, how do you solve it? I don't know. But what, what I do know is that we shouldn't have city councillors who've been sitting on, as sitting councillors for decades upon yeah. decades who have been sitting as head of community safety committees voting down a proposal put out by another councillor for double use spaces because she was told to by another person to not vote it because they don't know where they want to place them yet. It doesn't matter where the, whether you know where the, you want to place them or not. You vote yes to, to make sure that the, they are going to be doubled and then you figure out where they want to go. The, the fact that she brushed me aside mm-hmm. and even after I went to ask another question from her after she said something, she had said, we want to hear from somebody else and like completely deflected me. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe my eyes. That's the whole purpose of that meeting was to hear, to answer the tough questions. That's her job. As a mom uh, whose son was killed in gun, gun and gang violence, um, do you have any hope anymore that his murder will be solved? 
I have to keep hope. I really do. Like, I have to hope that somebody will find the strength to come forward, that it will be weighing on somebody to the point where they they feel they have to come forward. I, I honestly can't give up hope that there's there's people out here who genuinely care and, you know, want to see our family have closure. Like, I mean, it's very defeating, especially when, you know, like the a couple of, a few months ago, Kissinger's reward flyer was pulled from the Instagram social media site without anybody telling me and no reason as to why. And that's the demographic that we're looking for to come forward it's really defeating when you have those types of things happening and, and you have to reach out to the detective instead of the detective calling you for yeah. updates. Like it's, it's a very defeating process, yeah. but I honestly have to, like, I have to keep hope that someone will do the right thing. Well, the next time I talk to you, I hope that you get uh, some kind of answer on that. Evelyn, thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you so much.